Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velosos, and welcome back to So Over 50 Podcast. Grab a cuppa and stay listening. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. Thank you for joining us on this special So Over 50 podcast. Today is part two of our sewing and breast cancer series for So Over 50. In today's podcast, you'll meet Tina or Bricolage DK. As a So Over 50 follower, you'll know Tina for the style she makes for her chest with one breast. There are so many resources that Tina has discovered through the Sova 50 community and today she shares those with us. All links will be on the podcast blog post. Welcome Tina. Thank you and hello. It's always lovely to have a Sova 50 follower on the podcast because it's a beautiful community and the sharing and caring is what always comes out in the podcast. So thank you again for being on it. For our listeners, can you let us know what your Instagram name is and where we can find you on social media. I'm actually only on Instagram. So my Instagram name is Bricolage DK and I chose the name basically because when I started on Instagram, I, I used to do a lot of different creative things and then evolved onto being about stuff. Have you always sewn clothes? I have a paternal grandmother who used to have a beachwear factory. So I started out at a very, very young age, lying in my cot on cot on her cutting table. And from very early on, she taught me a lot of things about sewing. I got very interested about sewing from a very early age. And then uh, I studied to become a design administrator. Mm-hmm. And I've also studied pattern drafting and everything. I worked in the business when I was younger, but when I got my son and I became a single mom, mm-hmm. I needed a job that was a bit more steady than what I could get from working in the creative business. So uh, I moved on to administration. And you've always had your hand in sewing? Always. I've sewn costumes for dance theatres. I've sewn bridal gowns and uh, <laughs> I've, I've put zippers in uh, in pants for people and I've, I've always sewn. What was it like when you had to work a job that paid better but you had to put your sewing work life aside? That was a loss, a great loss, but I thought being a single mum, I wanted to give my son a stable upbringing and I needed a steady income for that. Then I just met up with friends and sewed a bit for myself. But the more I worked, the less time I had for sewing. And so I started buying clothes instead. So it kind of like just faded out for quite a few years until my son got older. And at what point did you start sewing for yourself again? Well, in 2017 in November, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I went through left-sided mastectomy and chemo and radiation and all the works. And when I came out on the other side of all the active treatment, I discovered that I couldn't really find any clothes that I felt comfortable in. Mm -hmm. Of course, after my mastectomy, I got a prosthesis. But whenever I wore it, the weight of it kind of like reminded me of what I had lost. 
And I discovered that if I didn't wear the prosthesis, I actually didn't think about it. Then it would just be my body. So I kind of like figured out that what was best for me was to not wear a prosthesis. But I was still very conscious about the way my body looked. And I noticed that people could see a difference. So when I met people I didn't know, it was difficult for them to actually relate to me, my face, what I was saying, because visually there was something that wasn't what they were used to. So I discovered that I would feel more comfortable in clothes where my body asymmetry wasn't so obvious. Okay. And it was very difficult for me to find any ready-to-wear clothes. Well, I think it probably is for the ready-to-wear industry. It's, it's about profit. And if they have to cater to needs of a small segment, they won't earn so much money. Also, I noticed, and that was quite a, a fun thing, uh, I, I noticed that most asymmetrical top designs, can you say the asymmetric coolness in the design was usually on the right side but most one-sided mastectomies are on the left side (laughs) okay yeah and this is a strange thing I've looked into it and read a few medical papers on it and actually they don't know why it is that it's usually on the left side but I think in the ready-to-wear industry it's usually because most people are right-handed. So when they draw the designs, they usually decide where there's the most going on. They just draw it on the right-hand side. (laughs) So very few ready-to-wear clothes have drapes on the left side. So it was very difficult for me to find any clothes I was comfortable in. And then I also developed lymphedema in my left hand and arm because I had lymph nodes removed when I had the mastectomy. So my left arm is bigger than the right arm, which also means that fitted jackets and fitted tops and everything are just too tight for my left arm. (laughs) And I thought I have to start sewing again. And then I had been on Instagram, but with my drawings and uh, my artwork, but I had posted a few dresses I had made And I had been following the So Over 50 account for quite a long time. And I had noticed that people were very supportive of each other and they were very caring. And so I contacted the So Over 50 coordinators and asked them if they knew of anybody who was in the same situation as I was, or if they knew of anyone who could suggest any patterns that were asymmetrical or had wider sleeves or things like that. Actually, before I contacted the So Over 50 community, I actually only used Danish paper patterns. I didn't know anything about this whole online sewing community at all. <laughs> and they were so nice. They immediately said, of course, we will help. And they made a post about telling a bit about me and that I was looking for patterns and I was looking for suggestions for how I could draft patterns, asymmetrical patterns. And I got so many answers and so many replies and it was amazing. And I went from feeling so alone and from feeling very, very sad about 
my body and what it looked like to all of a sudden being part of this worldwide community <laughs> where everybody helped each other. And there was a German lady who contacted me and she bought, downloaded a Russian PDF pattern and uh, she gave it to me as a present. And I think it was a woman from Canada who had a son who had studied Russian. So he translated the pattern for me. Wow. <laughs> and that that was kind of like my introduction to this whole sewing community. <laughs> Within the Sew 50 community, the call out went out, you got the pattern, and then somebody else did the translations through their son. That's such a wonderful example of what happens within Sew Over 50. Yeah, it is. It is. And then I started researching all this PDF patterns. And that was so wonderful because before that, I would have to you know, send off for a pattern in Denmark and wait more than a week to receive it. And here I could just download patterns from all over the world. Has it become addictive now? Very much so, yes. <laughs> it has. I have far more patterns than I can, I can ever use. But actually, I, I also like to just read patterns, mm -hmm. to learn about pattern drafting. I've found a few pattern companies that draft in a very different way to what I have been taught. So I, I love just looking at the patterns and reading the pattern instructions uh, to get inspired to also draft my own patterns. That's a two-way thing where you have that pattern drafting experience that you're building on, but also getting a pattern that you're going to be able to use for yourself so that you've got all the tweaks in it that you really need. Mm. Yes. So when you're picking a pattern for yourself, what do you look for? I look for an asymmetrical design in the pattern, mainly because the asymmetry should be around the chest area. That's what I look for. Because if there's symmetry, people can compare the two sides and see the differences. But if there's asymmetry, the eye does not notice the differences because it doesn't have a common ground to reference to. So I also look for pleats, gathers around the shoulders, around the chest area asymmetrical drapes in the patterns and then I've discovered that I used to like wearing knit fabric but the knit fabric clings to the body and I've noticed that woven fabric stands out a bit more from the body and I tend to like that more now because it, I basically just feel more comfortable with it. Also because of my unilateral mastectomy there aren't uh, actually any choices for for a one-cupped bra in the <laughs> ready-to-wear business. So having chosen not to wear a prosthesis, it would look terribly strange on me if I had a bra with a cup that was full and then a cup that was empty. So I really haven't worn a bra since <laughs> since my mastectomy. So I don't like to wear knit fabrics because that shows my breast too much. Yeah, it clings. Knit fabrics cling too much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, precisely, yeah. Does your skin feel sensitive when you're wearing a knit garment? Right after I had had all the active treatment and especially the radiation treatment, 
for at least a year and a half, my skin was very, very sensitive. I haven't worn any polyfiber against my skin <laughs> since my active treatment mm -hmm. because it hurts my skin. In the last 12 months, there's been a fashion trend around sleeves recently. Have any of those styles suited your needs better than others? No. Anything about fashion trends I haven't because of the, all worldwide events this year. I haven't I haven't picked up a fashion magazine or anything. I haven't read any fashion forecasts or anything for the last year. So I actually don't know about any know anything about current trends. So you Fair have enough. to fill me in. You have Fair to enough. fill me in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, there were puffy sleeves and people who were putting pleats on their sleeves and things like that. And the reason I was asking that question is because of your one arm being larger than the other now. Yeah. yeah. So when you pick a coat pattern or a jacket pattern, do you need to make the adjustments on the pattern for your arm or are there any particular styles that you gravitate to that you choose because they're a wider fit? Yes, those fitted jackets, sleeves with two seams, I have to add more material in the seams. Right. I have to do that with almost any sleeve. I prefer not to have sleeves if I can. <laughs> so I take out sleeves. It's only recently that I've begun to put in the sleeves again. <laughs> I've just recently made a casual cardigan with long sleeves and started wearing my knitted tops with long sleeves again. I haven't done that for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Butterfly sleeves, are they the ones that drape over the arm and are, have really nice folds? I like those. Also, I think the dolman sleeves, because they are quite open. Oh, yeah, and the bat wing sleeve. So you've got, again, a lot of room around the joint between the arm and the body. Precisely. So can you recommend for any listeners out there who have a similar situation to yourself, where should they look to find patterns that you have tried that work really well? Well, they can go to my Insta account. Yes. <laughs> I, I post a lot about the different patterns. There is also... Facebook community called Sewing Flat and Asymmetrical, where we are sewers who have both had bilateral and unilateral mastectomies and other body asymmetries, and we share patterns and sewing advice. I have very much enjoyed, if because I've noticed that a lot of people who have had mastectomies actually really like the knitted fabrics because they are soft. And there's a German pattern company called Schnittkelle. I have recently posted about them and they have a lot of ebook patterns, PDF patterns, and they are both in German and in English. And there are a lot of very good asymmetrical and uh, draped waterfalls we call it in Danish also if, if you've had a bilateral mastectomy then there's a French pattern company called DP Studios DP yes. Patterns yeah I've bought almost all their patterns I really like their patterns a lot the Snitkeller patterns are more traditional patterns mm -hmm. the DPs are 
very different to the patent drafting language I've learned, but they are very interesting. And they have a lot of asymmetries in their designs as well. Are there any fabrics that you suggest people should use? Actually, it's really up to the individual, isn't it, how you feel after the treatment? Very much so. I follow different people on Instagram who've also had mastectomies, and we're all different in our fashion choices and in our pattern choices and in our fabric choices. And I really love that because that also shows that everybody is different (laughs) no matter what. And we can still support and help and guide and inspire each other. And I really like that. But you were asking me about fabric. Before my mastectomy, I used to like single collar fabric. But now I am completely in love with fabric with lots of pattern designs and lots of things going on and lots of colors. And that's basically because I feel the most comfortable wearing these fabrics because my asymmetry doesn't show so much. I follow a couple of people on Instagram who've also had unilateral mastectomies. They don't sew, but they post photos of the ready-to-wear clothes they wear, and they love accentuating their one-sidedness. And it is so inspiring. I also think that I might be on a journey of accepting my own body. And right now I'm where I feel most comfortable with people not noticing so much, but I hope I'll get to where I don't care. (laughs) Yes, that would be wonderful. (laughs) Yes. So I I find great inspiration in, in these people who are already there. One thing that has been very difficult is the whole bra issue. I actually haven't found anywhere that sells one-cupped bras. And I have looked and looked and looked. And only recently, I've found a few companies that sell these one-cupped bras. But I can't afford them. (laughs) And that is basically just because... The customer segment is smaller, so of course the bras are more expensive. But I have noticed that there are some free bra patterns online for one-cup bras, and I would really much like to talk about that here because that has been very difficult for me, and if it could be less difficult for someone else in the same situation as I am now, it would be wonderful. So the socialists did all chess welcome yes precisely there were quite a few very interesting blog pieces both on the comfort of wearing bras with sensitive skin and wearing bras if you have a flat chest and there was megan kelso who has the insta account venus mensch did video tutorial on how to adapt an ordinary bra pattern to a one-cup bra pattern. And Anna Bonnie on her website, you can download a monokini pattern, I think it's called. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a very artistic pattern, but uh, it, it's quite interesting. And I think there's a Portuguese company called Teta e Teta, They also have two downloadable unilateral 
bra patterns. And there is bramakerssupply.com. They also have uh, tutorials on mastectomy bras with pockets for prosthesis. And I think they also have a tutorial on how to sew a breast form. And I know that seam work, they have a tutorial on bodice adjustments for bilateral mastectomies for changing patterns to, I, th- I think, they basically just take out uh, the breast dart. So the, there are, if you look very hard, <laughs> there actually are people who have posted and who have shared patterns and drafting inspiration that can work with both unilateral and bilateral sewers. And then what I'll do on the blog post for your podcast is I'll put all of those links to all of the resources that you talked about as well. So, so it's easier for people to find them because you've mentioned them. So why not put the links there so more people can find them? I think that would be wonderful. Actually, I also found a book written by Sandra Bitsina called Fast Fit. And she has a chapter on adapting patterns for mastectomy body. And that is the only place I've found in a book where anybody has, has written about it. And also, I've just tested for mated patterns, tested a pattern because they are contributors to a book that they say hopefully will come out this year, a sewing book for cancer sufferers, survivors, and people who suffer from from other illnesses. Mm-hmm. So I've pattern tested their Made It Patterns Tranquility Robe, which has a drain insert, a vest that you can take out and put in again. So you can actually also use the robe when you don't need the drain insert. And I'm very much looking forward to this book because I don't know what any of the other patterns are. But this tranquility robe is definitely something that can be needed when you've had a mastectomy. It sounds like they've put a lot of thought into the designs that they're going to have in that book. Oh, I hope it comes out this year as well. That'd be so exciting. Also, I've, I, I know, and this is not sewing, but I know of a, a French company called Les Monocyclettes. And that is just about the only company I know that actually designs clothes, especially for people who have had a unilateral mastectomy. She designs both dresses and tops and bras. And I think that's wonderful. And I hope more people will go that way (laughs) because there are a lot of women who have had breast cancer and are suffering from the side effects. And it's not going to stop. That need will not stop, unfortunately. So it would be great that there is more ready to wear and patterns available for us to be able to either sew for ourselves or sew for other people who need them. Yes. I've started trying to sew a bra for myself and I participated in Bra August and that was absolutely wonderful. There were, as with the so over 50, so many supportive people and so many helpful people and so many people willing to share. And I actually think that Many of them thought that it was it was a great challenge for them to try and find solutions for how do you adapt a bra pattern to one cup and not and the other side not riding up or you know everything just going all <laughs> in all in all places where they shouldn't go. <laughs> and once again, I learned that this sewing community is 
wonderfully supportive. They are. The fact that you're on this podcast means that you're also helping the sewing community as well. So I want to thank you for doing that today. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's been wonderful talking to you. <laughs> thank you again. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast for So Over 50 was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Tina, soundbybensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to good podcasts. Post any questions or suggestions on our website at soorganisedstylepodcast.com or on So Organised Style Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.